let us I guess let us know. Yeah, I guess I guess we should just we should just start it up. Should we just should we just go go for it? Should we? <laughs> I mean, like it's a podcast. We don't have to go too professional. But... Yeah, right. Like we could just uh, play it fast. And I've been recording this whole time, so. Uh... <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Well, I mean, you're the one. You're the yeah. one cutting it, so yeah. I'll I'll be sure to edit it in go something with cool. Whatever works. Yeah. Welcome, summoners, to the Institute of Lore. Um, I am your co-host Luke, and and I am the other co-host Tyler. All right, and uh, I guess I guess we should probably introduce ourselves further. Um, namely, I guess um, uh, what we hope to do with this podcast um, initially. Kind of sad that you had to like introduce them with the Institute of War because it's like oh like. <laughs> Institute of War in their minds, you know, they can play imaginary summoners in imaginary oh, yeah, yeah, right? Institute of War. <laughs> yeah, it's cool because we're not necessarily the Institute of War, which has since been uh, dissolved and just gone. We're the Institute of Lore, so we're... Uh, it's our tiny it's little a, boy scout group. It's our little, yeah. Institute of War. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, It sounds cool, it sounds serious, it has a little oomph to it has no correlation to league whatsoever right yeah none not at all we're never going to talk about league of legends on this league of legends podcast now <laughs> yeah so um so yeah if you guys can't tell already this is a league of legends lore based podcast um on this podcast we're not going to be really discussing like champion strats uh skills buffs patch notes uh that's not us uh we're not and we're not god here. forbid oh god Esports. Esports. It's not <laughs> happening. It's not happening. I don't. I don't care, you guys. I don't want. I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. Personally, like, from, yeah. yeah. Both yeah, of us. We're not going to be talking about champion viability and their place in the meta. No, the yeah. meta is uh, their lore involvement. So I yeah. guess what would that be? Cogma's low tier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's low. Low involvement in the actual. Lore. Right. Right. I mean. We're gonna be talking about their uh, their tier list in our hearts, you know, like uh, their meta their meta game in memory, I guess. Yeah. Oh, Luke's but... here to like cut deep. <laughs> yeah, we're we're, them... gonna, we're gonna make them likable. Gonna... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Well, for a lot of like you know, for a long, long time, even back in the day, um, League of Legends lore has been very very centered around its fan base and its community and that's something i think uh you and i are really really heavily interested in and heavily have like you know been influenced by as people as artists um and i think it's something that uh we want to try to rekindle again i think uh, you yeah, know for sure yeah, for yeah. sure yeah the one thing i enjoy is the fact that uh back then i reveled in the fact that everyone could discuss things involving the lore they wrapped things around their own headcanons and they you know uh i think both of us have delved a little into role play and oh yeah we can't <laughs> help it because we love our favorite <laughs> champions 
the, the champions we love have made that much of an impact. And even with all the lore changes and all the things that are currently evolving with League of Legends, there's still a lot to love about it. And regardless of where the community is now, I still believe that there's so much to delve into and so much to talk about. And, you know, that's why we're here. Yeah, that's uh, that's what we hope to bring to the table. Um, our little, you know, footprint in the community. Um, and, you know, that's... Like I like like we said, it's like really really important to us and um, the the champions the, and everything to hear them interact. Now now like you know before before in the before times, the only interactions <laughs> we ever got were like in journals of justice and stuff. You know like we didn't really um we didn't have like champions talking to each other like Zaya and Rakan. We didn't we all before we, Rune Wars. Oh God, the RW. The, <laughs> is that yeah, what there's no bc there's yeah, no bc there's so BRW, BRW. yeah before rune wars and that's i guess that's gonna be our uh thing to our little timestamp yeah, that yeah. works <laughs> instead of always cryptically referring it to it as like the olden days mm-hmm. the old times but yeah um i used to be like a huge uh naysayer against new league war actually i think you and pretty much anyone who was into the old league yeah. war because like that included me. Yeah, I I vehemently hated that um, summoners were gone. Actually, <laughs> like <laughs> for because like it didn't really make sense. Like sometimes like um like uh like, we still had the summoners cup. That's one. We still had summoner spells. We had summoners rift. Um, so for a lot of me, it didn't make sense. And um, what the lore team was trying to say when they first started uh, creating universe and everything, right? They were telling the community, like, hey, um, we don't want, like, the champions to um, really be, like, knowing each other as much as they do, right? Like, um, eh, like that's to say, like, not everybody knows who Jax is. Not everybody knows who, uh, you know, Yasuo might be. Um, yeah, and it's, it's cool because it's the whole idea that, like, back then, um, the Institute of War was, like, this melting pot or, like, this sort of, like area where everyone can get to know each other but you know that can only go so far especially with certain dangerous creatures that exist like you know fiddlesticks all of that you know there's only so much you can write yeah and now that time has passed it's like okay i understand that they could write themselves into a corner with this concept and they need to expand and make the world feel bigger and you know, sorry, but your original summoner OC do not steal can't be self-insert <laughs> shipped with your favorite league champion anymore. But hey, you know, this is for the sake of character. Oh, that cuts me for deep. The sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would definitely cut Luke deep knowing his oh, summoner name. God, it's yeah. understandable. Oh man, and we'll get into that. We'll we'll for sure get into that oh. soon. But, yeah, it's um, <laughs> gonna be a very deep topic. It's gonna take a couple of podcasts oh, to cover. God, it might take three episodes. Honestly, <laughs> uh, I'll make it take three episodes. But um, yeah, it's just um, it's funny to think about how um, you know when when we were young adults, um, younger adults, we we really like enjoyed the um, idea of the Summoner's Rift being, like, a cafeteria, almost, where, where like, all the champions just kind of, like, sat at different desks and tables and just, like, they could all intermingle, and for me, that was, like, 
character interaction was like a main main thing and to have that taken away it was just like i was just like what the no i hate it i remember like in fan fictions we're just like oh wow look it's the popular demacian sitting for lunch (laughs) together discussing about their win streak or something oh god yeah i don't know like poor hobo riven is just kind of like eating from the trash yes Yeah. Like, there are so many, like, amazing headcanons that came with the community back then mm-hmm. when the Institute of War was a thing. It was so enjoyable because, like, oh, wow, these serious characters, um, we can add these little silly, thi- silly things, silly tropes, but it never completely undermined the character. We would make these jokes, but ultimately everyone agreed that there was t- so much to explore with these characters regardless. So you can have your silly moments with them, but you also knew how to rebound back to, like, oh, you know, this character is extremely compelling and we can write them as such with the little we were given. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that was one probably... That was the thing that I really liked about the new lore that they they started to do was they made champions not know of each other. Um, and mm-hmm. in, that, in that hope that they would... Um, it would make the world feel a little bit bigger, like a little bit more expansive. So they started pulling them, like literally, like pulling them away from each other, so that there's gaps in the world. And these gaps in the world are the little things that um, we, as olden time, uh, what was it, <laughs> BRW, BRW summoners, um, we we remember them, the gaps not being there. But now the lore team currently they're starting to give us things and bits and pieces that really build a world and um they really yeah yeah. it's funny like they kept the lunchroom or the cafeteria thing by saying hey uh these people are still spread into like you know their own factions and cliques and they probably barely even associate with one another depending on the group but let's make it bigger on a global region scale as opposed to the tiny little Institute of War cafeteria <laughs> yeah, that exactly, supposedly yeah. existed with uh, <laughs> Summoner Meatloaf. God, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> the Summoner Special. Can you imagine, like, just sitting next to Fiddlesticks in the cafeteria? <laughs> or, like, Mordekaiser? I, it's unfortunate you can't do that with Fiddlesticks. He was locked into a room. Yeah, no right? That was actually a thing. They, like, locked... <laughs> they sequestered Fiddlesticks into, like, a little chamber. Yeah, dude, he killed so many different summoners. And, like, there's this really funny... Um, we'll probably be referencing uh, Soraka Excellent Adventure oh, yes, quite a lot on the stream. Because so there was much. this really funny comic with Fiddlesticks where Fiddlesticks was trying to escape um, into the real world. And a summoner <laughs> was helping him do it. And he was wearing the skin of a summoner... It was actually, oh it was played for hilarity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, by the time he actually got out, he's like, I, it's finally time that I figure out what the mortal world will bring me. And he ends up working some, like, dead-end accountant job for do- uh, for uh, Corporate Mundo. It oh was really God. good. I remember that. I, do you, okay, do you remember, like, olden, I think it was Nocturne lore, where he was trapped inside the crystal and he was, like, slowly seeping out? I think that was Nocturne? Yeah, well, the, the how Nocturne worked was... He was a nightmare that was afflicting summoners all over the Institute. Yeah, world. yeah, yeah, yeah. They finally <laughs> they caught him. Yeah, they basically got this one summoner to basically like 
manifest him in real life so that way they can put him in a crystal yeah you're right yeah oh my god yeah and then they're just like hey for everything and all the crimes you've committed you must fight for us dude honestly i realized that league of legends is literally just an isekai in the old lore because like <laughs> Tarek got isekai into this world oh Malphite yeah got isekai kale and morgana were aliens from another they, world they were now i think olaf, olaf was a little bit isekai he just came yeah, out of Olaf dollar. was a tiny bit isekai too <laughs> yeah just, this was massive massive isekai before oh isekai was popular. yeah he's a trendsetter amazing yeah that was probably one of my favorites like in terms of like plot points they would yeah, do yeah it should have it should have been Tarek <laughs> X's adventure oh my god the fact that he's out there purifying the world with his beautiful gems yeah and you know yeah. who knows maybe Tarek was reincarnated into the gem knight that he is now because he was like some 34 year old salary man absolutely from Japan. absolutely love Tarek's new lore actually <laughs> really really oh no I agree so 100%. amazing but um speaking of like favorites and things like that um let's let's talk about uh our personal like favorite champions and you oh, know boy. city oh, city boy. states and regions and what have yeah, you yeah <laughs> i know both of us we are going to be here <laughs> oh, forever yeah. talking about our faves oh god but, yes but um yeah i mean the characters that i play are tied into the characters who i like lore wise too they're kind of that kind of goes hand in hand thankfully i don't go and start playing some random champions just because they're good or you know yeah, yeah. remember the the forbidden word meta <laughs> you know there is no competitive league league is only here for lore league is an expansive yeah. world that does not involve anything as far as i'm concerned it's league is a single player game e it's a sing yeah it's a single player game i it feels like it anyway so whatever <laughs> no yeah all right let's uh let's let's uh let's start with you <laughs> okay, let's start with, like, let me get the joke character yeah, out of yeah. the way, or the quote-unquote joke character. I think I know I have been a massive Draven yeah. fan since <laughs> release. I will fucking die on this hill. I don't care what anyone says. He is one of the coolest champions that has ever come out. He has one of the silliest mechanics that, you know, shouldn't really work, but it does. And but he's it all does. about okay. He's all about flamboyancy, flair, and, you know, everything for the dramatic. So... Again, I'm not going to talk about the game mechanics. I know I brought up the axes, but I mean, hey, we can we can we can bring it up. It's like it you know, yeah, it. yeah, because like you know, even his like, you know how we started off with like his passive being like this, uh, sort of like, like tied to Darius's passive, light, right? Like, right? Oh my like, god, it's just yeah. it's almost like. It's almost like Draven's like, I can't be a blood brother anymore. I'm too yeah. good for that. I like money. money. Yeah. Like, <laughs> gotta get that. Yeah, sorry, we can't be the blood brothers anymore. Yeah, yeah. guys. For so for fun fact. Darius and Draven used to be addressed as the Blood Brothers, and I don't think it's reflected in the new lore. I've looked I don't it up. Think and so. it's not yeah. And the reason why, or at least one of the things that they wanted to reflect in game why they're the Blood Brothers, is because they both had a bleeding passive for um, their ability, where you know Darius, if you play him, he has hemorrhage, you know, stacks upon stacks of blood as he hits you in vital places. While with Draven, it's similar. Whenever he threw a spinning axe, he hit you in a vital point, so you're bleeding, and you that damage is you know accumulated over time. But of course, that passive changed; it got a little too overbearing, and now he, it is just the League of Draven. Yeah, yeah, he and is I making gold. Somewhat feel like that's way better for him. <laughs> Draven, yes, he's supposed to be like the biggest meme in League, but because we're discussing about lore, one of my favorite things is that both him and Darius were, you know, 
slum kids who had nothing, who had to deal with death knocking at their door at every corner, and they had to, you know, work together in order to, you know, make it in the world. And they are a product of, you know, not just their time, but also their environment. Right, yeah. They were raised in an area where killing is how you survive. And Draven made entertainment, he made sport of it, you know, like what you would see with gladiators uh, back then too. So I personally want to hopefully talk for about him more because I see him as a character who can definitely be deeper than what, how League treats him. And like, you know, yeah, he yeah. is a character who loves what he does, but there's probably more to that, especially with how he grew up to be the glorious executioner he is today. Yeah, and it's so, crazy because like the comics actually really help his case and that oh, like he is deeper. Oh, yeah, the comics. The comics. <laughs> the comics are so good. That one is, I love that one actually because it yeah. made Darius so much more than just like crazy rampaging like you know like brute yeah. strength guy. He has like a lot of depth to him. He has this really nice dimensionality that I always envisioned for him and Garen actually. Yeah, I was like yeah. I loved his relationship with, like, you know, the woman that he loved and how, yeah. like, despite how fed up he always seemed with Draven, he always still had that brotherly love. Oh, yes, absolutely. And that, you know, uh, Draven, yes, he was the... His personality pretty much aligned with how he is in-game. But at the same time, they made it a little more realistic, which I yeah. also enjoyed. But enough about him, because <laughs> I don't want to take up the oh, entire no, no, stream no, talking yeah. about Draven. Let's go into your yeah. boo, which I oh assume my God. you're going to yeah. start with. Yeah, I will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a perfect segue, yeah. Anybody who knows me um, for even like two seconds knows that um, Ari is my all-time favorite champion, all-time favorite female um, character, all-time favorite anything, so much to the point where... Um, oh my God. <laughs> goodness gracious, I'm going to just gush, dude. I'm just going to gush. It's just going to happen. Um, you need to hear my origin story. I used to be a Dota two, or I used to be a Dota All Stars, six point four three A player. Yes, that is like I I was an old school Dota player, and I vehemently hated League of Legends, and all my friends switched. Oh yeah, from, yeah. understandable. Yeah, they switched from uh, Dota to. Um, League. How dare League copy yeah. the oh. Dota two? Oh my god, that was absolutely yeah. me. I got that was always the argument. I yeah, know. I got um. I got actually asked to be in the alpha for League, and that's when I, like, you know, uh, yeah. And I straight up, like, they're like, hey, do you have any feedback? And I'm like, this sucks. You're, there's just red and blue skeletons. This is a League of Legends or Dota ripoff. Um, this Did you guy, seriously rip into Riot? I ripped into Riot before they were Riot. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I was just like, this is never going to take off. And, but you know, <laughs> little did Luke know. That they would ensnare oh him with the power oh of waifuism. God. Oh my god! It just dude. took one champion. It apparently. took one champion, and not even like sway. His not, mind. not even, not even like a champ. She wasn't even released yet. Um, she her splash art leaked on Reddit. Her splash art before she had ears. Went yeah, her, her earless yeah, splash. I remember her that. earless splash, and I like fell in love with this character. I was like, this is. Uh, I think I was 16. I was 16 at the time. I love I love her. I love her. Who is she? I'm playing League of Legends now. And so I love Ari so much. My summoner's name is Ari's boyfriend. Um, I just, To this day, I own several Ari shirts. I uh, 
there's a lot. It's just a lot. It's there's a lot, but but I think one of the main things I really really liked about Ari was that um she felt regret. You know, like she she was one of the first uh, league champions that I read lore for, um, and in her cha- her whole thing is like. Her first lore was like, oh, um, I'm a soul seductress trying to become human, you know, so, but the only way to do that is by killing people. And she felt no remorse until she started getting more and more humanity. And then she's like, I can't do this anymore. I have to find a better way to do it. So I joined the League of Legends to help me um, further that. And dang, like, because, like, everybody, everybody's lore bios used to have to tie into a reason for joining the, the League. And that was it's something. It's funny how I brought yeah. up Draven first, because he was one of the first couple of champions where they finally stopped doing that. Oh, yeah, you're right. He did really Yeah, but, a... yeah, he didn't have, like, you know, the, like, the reflection ceremony or what have you. But I do remember that for a lot of champions. Ari was one of them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, like... Yeah, I fell in love with, like, the fact that she was so human. Or she, even without, like, not being human, she was becoming so human and becoming so, like, three-dimensional. So she's more than just a splash art to me and the pixels that make her. I love her so much. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's admirable. It's like, it's the dedication that Luke has, I have watched and observed for five years now. It has not yet wavered. And it's so, it's like, beyond the fan art, too, y'all. It's like, I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, like, when he says he's Ari's boyfriend, he does not, he does not fuck around. He Honestly, though, that. I will admit, I can, I can uh, yeah, understand can, that. I think you can match like, that, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, like, one of my other favorite characters, I won't mention because they're not League uh, related. Well, you can do it, whatever. Anyone who knows me like knows I'm a big Persona fan, so like, oh yeah, you know, I love humanizing characters who don't initially have human feelings or human wants and stuff like that. You know, that was I guess from Persona Three. But you know, so I don't go too deep into that. I can at least reciprocate those feelings. Of, yeah. Wow, these feelings hurt, they suck, but I need to learn more about them. And, you know, old Ari still hammered down to that. And whenever we do get around to new Ari, they do the same though. Yeah, they Ari, still I keep think, that. is one of the one of the better characters who got a really good update to her lore. Yeah. For sure. Definitely. Yeah, and she her lore update had like two, I think. She had like two, two short stories. Yeah. Two short stories. You can tell League's bias when they give them two oh, short God, stories. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Alright. It's uh I'm still I'm still waiting for my Draven short story, but you oh, know, man. it's okay. You got a I'll comic. Wait. You got a comic. Sort yeah, of. Sort but Ari of. has like a bunch of uh, like you know stuff. Oh, oh yeah, play yeah, you can, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, you can. <laughs> it's you like can be no salty. matter where you go, whether it's the actual game or through talking about lore, the salt will follow. That's yeah, yeah. You know what? That's fair. <laughs> it's it's league. It's it's a salt mine, and there's so many tunnels in the salt mine. <laughs> right. Okay, so I think we can probably just do two more favorite characters yeah, each. Yeah. I think ten was a little too ambitious. I think so too. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's okay. It's okay. So sorry, guys. As you can see, we're still we're working still out the figuring case. it out. Yeah. Okay, so I can give two more, and I think we can actually share the third and final one, and we can each give our piece for him. Yeah, yeah. He was my first champion. Oh yeah. And I would love to like go back and forth on that, even for just a little oh, bit. Yeah, absolutely. You know who I'm talking about, right? I feel like I know who you're talking about. 
Okay, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see we'll see what three. Yeah, sure. and then we can after that we can go into like, um, quick quip about like our favorite regions. Oh yeah, two absolutely regions. two regions. Okay, right, yeah. so um, next favorite champion. I uh, I really love the character uh, Talia. Yeah, she's also <laughs> a recent release, and I think part of the reason, which you know, I will unabashedly uh, admit, is I love having to see you know. POC characters in yeah. League, and this is partly because, hey, both of your hosts are Filipino. We both deal with, we both have dark skin. We are yeah. the jungle Asians. No, stop. You know? I don't think that's... So, <laughs> but no, that's okay. That's another topic. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, you're you know, fine. Hey, it's cool to see more dark skin champions, and, you know, Talia was one of them, and she actually had a really compelling uh, lore drop and short story with Yasuo, you know? It's always cool oh, to yeah. see new champions who interact with ones that have pre-existed. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, you know, hey, uh, Talia was the one who helped Yasuo go back on his path for redemption, and you know that's really cool. That's really like, neat. You know, yeah. Yasuo, not in the game, is a cool character. <laughs> I assure you. And yeah, she's a really cool character because you know, for how young she is, she is someone who is able to think rationally. Someone who, um, despite what has happened to her, understand the. Um, benefit of wisdom and how experience uh you know beats all and that constantly being on the move going from place to place fits her theme which is the fact that she came from a nomadic tribe in shirima mm -hmm. there's she's very lore rich and yeah. she's one of the newer uh, champions that came you know with that lore rich background yeah and, you know knowing was, this yeah. where, where this podcast is gonna go you know, she's pr a prime target along with a lot of Shirima characters. Yeah, Shirima seems to be the heart of, like, a lot of uh, areas of conflict and everything in the lore. And, like, I really, really adore her, apprentice, like, student-teacher relationship with Yasuo. Oh, yeah, it's like, amazing. It's great. Yeah. We're, like, the student teaches more to the teacher than the teacher teaches to the student. Is yeah, definitely exactly. how I feel like, it. Yeah. <laughs> I believe in the short story, like, Yasuo was, like... You know, indulging in drink. And, oh yeah, you know, has to be the one. I love that. Guy I love that interaction. Like, like if you could just like picture, like Talia just looking at the mud and Yasuo just sprawled in it. And she's just dragging him to like. <laughs> Yon, is that you? Oh my god. Oh dear brother, come drink with me. I can't. I can't. I can't. I'm, I'm, not I'm a literally yet. literally sixteen. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I love, I love but that. Yeah, no, it's, it's great, it's great. It's so endearing. Those are the types of, like, interactions and things that I crave in League of Legends, because these oh, characters... Sure. Th these characters are legends, right? Like, they're all supposedly legends. And, um, that's something that I think is really, like, it, it's wild to me that some of them don't know each other. Because if they are, like, who they are in this world absolutely you would be like oh i've heard of you you're the templar gunner you're lucian you know like the the fucking art of blaze or whatever well he, that's the thing you know? they hammered down the fact that like hey most haven't met each other but depending on hearsay and like you know whispers across runeterra you know they probably have heard of each other depending on yeah. the character yeah so that's the beauty of that yeah that's what i crave you know like you know how like in game of thrones or whatever you're like oh you're you're dead stocks bastard you know like <laughs> like 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 people would know each other people would know that that's like a freaking haunted person <laughs> that's Callista. no way dude like we're not gonna t <laughs> 
No, yeah, like Callista is one hundred percent one of the like the lore heavy. Oh shit, she's coming. Yeah, and, you know, you know, because she goes after all betrayers. She's kind of like yeah. she's folklore for Runeterra. Yeah, it's great. funny because Pike exists too. So like, the okay. <laughs> so like enough about Talia because like I know I, I've said my piece. Mm -hmm. What is your second choice? All right, Ezreal, my son. I you role played this guy too. God, yeah, I. <laughs> I have an Ezreal roleplay account on Twitter. You'll never find it. Or you might. Who knows? I hope this podcast doesn't blow up, but I also I hope I do. It does. But either way, um, there's a there's an Ezreal roleplay blog out there figuring out like a thousand five hundred followers or some such, but and like thirty thousand tweets of how much I've loved and developed this character. Um, to the point where I read lore now and I feel like I've ghostwritten it. A little bit. It might not even. <laughs> it's it's funny that I'm hearing this from you because I'm just like, oh god, Israel. Israel. But then I trust Luke <laughs> enough to like write a good, you know, compelling character arc oh, and yes, story absolutely. and everything for this guy. So yeah. I mean, like his old lore was, you know, his old lore was really nice. It set a base where he can fit into anywhere in the world. Yeah, basically, he, he like, was the prodigal explorer. They made no him Indiana Jones. Went, yeah, right. Yeah, like, he was the Indiana Jones of League. And that's, like, one of my, like, selling points, I guess, with Ezreal, was that he was this, um, the first iteration of Ezreal, like, his first reincarnation was, um, he was, like, before they even launched him out as the Prodigal Explorer, he was, like, this kid in magic wizard robes, and his whole deal was that he was, like, 12 or something, but he still had, like, an IQ of, like, a bajillion. Like, one of his lines... Yeah, he was yeah. too cool for school. Absolutely. It's still, and, uh, and the, that's the best part. Yeah, like he's still like hyper intelligent, which is amazing to me. I love that. Um, like one of his lines, one of his old like tester lines in his alpha days was like, "Oh, my age far exceeds your IQ," and he was known to be twelve years old, which is like <laughs> the most like that's like, like the most smart boy. Thing. Yeah, yeah, such like a smart like boy burn. You know, and yeah, like, smart boy, my IQ is higher than yours. And then, hey, check out this dance that I learned from another world. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, apparently, you know, yeah, I, you, I, we get how like dances are usually pop culture references, yeah. but I like to imagine that if the Institute of War was still a thing, you know, um, fucking the summoners would just send VODs to the champions, like, hey, look oh, at this. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And Ezreal's like, shoot, I gotta learn that dance. That's amazing. Oh my god. Yeah. And like, Ezreal being this cocky know it all, like, um, with like an underlying heart of gold to me is possibly like, that's how I played him. You know, like, I was like, this is a guy who ultimately became a champion. Um, he became a champion for his city state despite being, like, the prodigal explorer, because he'll always return home, you know? And everything he did, he kind of did a little bit for his city, even if he wouldn't admit it. He was kind of, in a lot of ways, like a, a current Peter Quill from Guardians of, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, where he's just, mm -hmm. like, you know, like, he does I'm things. i this for my own interest, but, you But know, not really, like, he'll say it, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's um, that makes for an interesting character because that means there's a lot of unexplored feelings that he has within himself. I think when I thought of Ezreal when he was beginning, I thought like, oh, he probably run like these explorations are escapes for him, you know? Like maybe he doesn't want to be where he's at. Maybe like it's because he's running from something he doesn't want to really confront within himself. 
And yeah, he has a bunch of this skill. He's like the best arcade gunslinger, basically, or like uh, technically bowslinger, right? Like he, he shoots like bows and arrows. From his That's deep, like, bro. Yeah, right. That's like, deep. That cuts deep. <laughs> and he, like, you know. <laughs> He's so misinformed too. So like, yeah, no, yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see you playing that too in your RP. But then, like, I was gonna ask if, like, you know, one of the things that I remember clearly about Ezreal was back in, like, I think 2013, whenever he came out. Not Ezreal, but rather when Aatrox came out. Right. And yeah. it was Ezreal who was debuting Aatrox. Oh yes. He was uncovering all these artifacts about the Darken before the yeah. Darken had the new lore, because you know all the lore, um, all the lore changes about what the Darken are. Before all of that, we had our first Darken with Aatrox, and it was Ezreal who discovered all that cool stuff. Yeah, that was amazing. That was, like, one of my favorite, um, uh, I guess, champion releases, because I don't know if they really do that anymore. Like, where they give, like, Easter eggs to, um... Oh, oh yeah, there was an Easter egg with, like, Ezreal, Ezreal having a picture of him and Lux. I remember that, oh, too. Oh, God, that and, was uh, absolutely, like... That was the most affirming moment of my life. <laughs> like that was absolutely the most affirming moment of my life because um, I I heavily ship those two. Um, I ship them for reasons other than that they're both blonde, but like it, it it's more like because she is everything he is not, and vice versa. And I think that's a really good foil. I think they're pretty yeah, good foils to each other. You know. Um, I'm sure, like, old Lux, she studied for her magic, and she stole her magic, like, by, um, not steal it, but she, like, reinvented, you know, like, she... Back when Demacia was heavily, yeah, um, was fine with magic, but we can go into, like, the opposites of that when we talk about cities. Yes, yeah. And, like, um... Oh, boy. (laughs) God, I don't... God, remember that old splash out of Lux where she's, like, just walking on a balcony for some reason? Yeah. It was because she's so whimsical. <laughs> but like, uh, silly, silly e-girl. So silly, e-girl. yeah. <laughs> so random no, XD. No, like, yeah. Now, especially considering um, where she is in lore. Like, I read the comic uh, with oh, yeah. Lux, Silas, and Karen. That was actually really good. Yeah, we can absolutely. talk more about it later. I really hope but, that uh, that's what leads her to meeting Ezreal, actually, because... With she's these, traveling. Yeah, she's traveling, and probably she's gonna run into Ezreal. Ezreal, um, also in universe, uh, the League of Legends universe, uh, page, he has a bunch of field notes tacked onto a bunch of locations, because he always takes notes of where he goes, which is pretty freaking cool to me. I think like having him as like one of the basically lore writers, like the, cause he's an explorer, you know, and like, it's awesome, like. He's he's Indiana Jones. He's just, it's awesome. It's cool. There's a lot to love <laughs> regarding champions who travel because that means there's so much more opportunity for them to meet other favorite characters of ours, favorite characters of other people. Like you know, I can go back to Talia and say that she's a wanderer, a nomad. Therefore, you know, hey, she can meet any champion she wants because yeah. she's on a journey of self-discovery and finding and learning about Runeterra. Yeah. So is Ezra. And like you know, it's it's cool. It's always good to see champions who are um, like that. So that way, hell, we can even talk about possible interactions in some sort of future episode. But yeah, you know because like about. you know, like character interactions make this world go round basically. And I I always feel like it's a missed opportunity when 
we introduce um well it's like a missed opportunity but it's also uh, really expanding their world when they introduce like new side characters like in the pantheon uh short story recently um he meets up with a band of Rahorak and um they start fighting this giant celestial basically and he's helping them all kill this god but there's like one girl who's like especially helping him um, there could it, it could have been like a Leona time because you know it, it was a Solari encampment I believe. Um, where yeah, they they're were pretty like... partial about sometimes revealing champions through like NPC interactions. Mm-hmm. I remember they did the same with like the Lux Garen short story with like nightmares afflicting um, these villagers. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and like hey, you know that's heavily referencing Nocturne. That was a really cool side story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like you know like things like that like even if it's just like such a heavy-handed reference like it's and not really saying their name it's it, i would all right be, you know, yeah so see, I'm, I'm just looking at the time marker and yeah, i yeah. think it's time for me to say something very quick uh-huh and luke and that is lady luck is smiling <laughs> oh boy <laughs> yeah well Yeehaw, he's not a dude. cowboy anymore. he's not he's yeah. not but god he's i love him folk. But yeah. oh my yes, god. Yes, I love him so much. Yeah, you're right. Okay. This is the one I want it's to talk time. about. It's time. This is the one. This yeah. is the one that we can like talk a little bit about. And you know, we can talk more about him and all our yeah, other favorites yeah. later. But we can so much preface, more phase, But yes. How much we love Twisted Fate. Oh god, Twisted Fate. Tobias so Fate. Tobias. And <laughs> even when his lore was, you know, wacky Yahoo card swinging card slinging hash slinging man <laughs> yeah, and you know evolving to what he is now like he was great He's he so was good. an amazing character that um not that i that i did not only just enjoy playing but like i loved everything about how he vibed and i loved how lore the lore has treated him all these years and how much better he became from how bare bones he was in the beginning yeah, like if Ezreal was uh, Indiana Jones, Tobias Fade is absolutely Han Solo. Like, eh, well, if Han Solo betrayed his friends for magic and stuff, you know, like and, actually, yeah, but... there was that betrayal aspect that I really enjoyed um, in the beginning, where they were a little vague on why he did it. You know, aside well, aside from wanting magic, yeah. you know, to the point where he betrayed like his closest companion. Yeah, and you know, they expanded more on it. They actually put more of you know a human side to tobias's choice in the recent lore mm-hmm. and that's how he was able to repair his relationship with graves too yeah because ultimately tobias still did care for his old friend and they were able to you know get past their differences even if graves is being a sender and saying i'll shoot you in the back if you try to shoot me in the back again yeah <laughs> absolutely I, I i truly feel like he's actually super stoked that they're friends again too I, like, oh I yeah 100 percent. i love that they gave that back to us you know like i love that um graves and twisted fate are working again together and yeah, no, they're homies so and they're good. gonna fucking loot they're gonna beat the shit everyone, out of everyone everyone dude. dry it's so everyone good dry again. he's such like the the brawn of the operation he's so the brains they just make a lot of sense and it's i i just i love like the possible interactions that twisted fate will have with a bunch of people and that's the one thing that i really 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 love because he's got that southern charm and draw that he could talk his way into like a lot of situations and i think that really plays to the benefit of what you know what i'm trying to preach in this podcast basically is that character interactions really really yeah like we have a lot of 
No, it, it is the character interactions. You are 100 percent correct. Yeah. I just wanted to also hammer down like the whole like charming thing because you know we have a lot of like warmongering, you know, bloodthirsty soldiers and a bunch of other personalities that are kind of like, so much stoicism like, and like yeah, and, like yeah. machismo. But I like how TF is more of like the you know refined charmer who you know knows how to like get into people's wallets and possibly get into other people's pants but you know that's another <laughs> that's another thing to talk about in the future absolutely like and i like, truly like I, I i like that about him because you know like he would he wouldn't be opposed to a fight but like he'd be the type that would be reluctant to i feel you know like everybody would pull out their guns and he'd hold his hands up and stuff and he'd be like I'm well <laughs> <laughs> no that's literally yeah no sorry it's true though like he'd fucking pull the gate uh, on their on their asses and just be like, oh, I'm all out. I don't yeah. want to be any part of this. Yeah, he'd... I'm here to get my gold and make sure my boots still stay squeaky, squeaky clean. Yeah, like he'd nobody. smooth talk his way out of that. Yeah. Oh my god, I imagine that a bunch of his stuff is just worth way too much. Oh god, I I really I want that Evelyn like twisted fate side story. I really want that. I want like. I, I actually, want the man who has ref- the only man who has refused Evelyn. That would have been so amazing. Yeah, or like even like the only man who ever like made Evelyn and lived. Like, yeah, like <laughs> and lived. But, he gated out. I I feel like he like got out. Like even like if he actually did charm her, like the only um the only man who ever charmed the freaking shadows embrace. Like that's can you imagine? Damn, yeah, the only the only man to ever embrace the shadow like that's ooh. like I, I okay because I had a I think I wrote a short story for Twisted Fate once right um, um I wrote I wrote like a thing where um he was basically uh hired out by Tam Kench and it only makes sense guys okay it'll only make sense that. TF would know about Tam Kench, the river god, as he's river folk, and, you know, it, it just, it makes sense. That interaction would make sense, or even him knowing about that would make sense. And then, like, I had this this idea that, like, you know, Tam was caught TF, like, it was like a, like, devil went down in Georgia situation, where he was trying to swindle him out of, like, a gold fiddle or whatever the heck, you know, right? <laughs> right and right, definitely, right. it was the only bet that TF ever lost or something. And then Tam's like, well, now you're going to have to do something for me. There's, like, somebody who escaped the aisles that I kind of want eyes on, right? And um, she's a pretty, you know, she's a pretty lady, but you say that luck is usually a lady or whatever, so why not try, your, try and get lucky, haha, <laughs> right? And that would be, like, Tam basically telling uh tf that like yeah you're my ghostwriter now go and uh, collect evelyn and that's how they meet and that's how they like, like tango for the first time or something you know and, oh yeah and... for sure and then like i don't know i like that just like tom realized <laughs> oh shit i made a really big mistake making these two interact oh with yeah other. right like damn even like <laughs> i would pay money to like see all three of them like together or something it's just <laughs> it'd be cool but yeah, yeah, guys, uh, let you know. We just wanted to let you know about our cowboy love. Our cowboy because, love. Yeah, no, I've been playing. I've played TF for a long time. Like I remember, he was actually my first champion about with RP. Funny enough, where I was just like, I have like five bucks. I'm going to throw it down for this funny or this smooth-looking cowboy guy. And you know, it was 
know, so first good. love. First love. Was like love at first sight. You know, that sort of cool. Th- that sort of cool stuff. Yeah. He was a champion. I, I can't. I don't. For, um, I unfortunately don't play as much anymore. But just overall, like his lore, his design, his like his thematics. He was a character I liked a lot. Yeah, and, definitely. Like, yeah. yeah, he has, like, that Gambit vibe um, in the beginning. But one of the things I loved was the fact that, hey, they expanded on it. They actually made him much more human and even even better character that evolved past the initial tropes. Because, like, if you remember, a lot of champions are based off of tropes and existing oh, other yeah. characters yeah. before. But they expanded on them. Yeah, they they became a little bit more than their tropes, which is, like, you know, absolutely what you should be doing if you're uh, creating and writing this universe, which is, I feel like they did a really good job of. A lot of people don't feel like this, this tropic thing, unless you're Kaisa. But like, um, Ugh, yeah. Kaisa. Oh, even actually, even the tropey ones. Uh, actually, I'll talk. Okay, Tyler, I'm gonna talk about one more. <laughs> I could talk about one more because <laughs> this this guy should have been ranked number two because I love really. Yeah. Garen, Garen Crown Guard of Demacia. Oh, of, of course, of is, course, of course. Is the epi- like the epitome of trope, like of like. If you're gonna bring him, I'm gonna bring my other one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Let's just do that. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how long we can make this, but I mean, you know, we can hey, just gonna keep going. It's good, good television, good, good podcast. Sorry, yeah, good radio. Hey, if people are entertained with the topic at hand, yeah. then we might do question. Hopefully, right? Like you know, it's, it's just episode. It's episode zero, you guys. There's not a lot of goofs here, just a lot of uh, just a lot of boys talking. You know, it's a lot of boys talking. talking. About boys being boys talking yeah. about their favorite League of Legends lore. <laughs> so yeah, like um, uh, freaking Garen Crownguard, dude. Like he is the epitome of tropic. Um, he is the might of his nation, and like, he's just supposed to be the stoic guy. He, he's supposed to be a dunderhead, but... To the fields of justice. Yeah, and, but, like, there's something lovable about that, you know? Like, he's he's basically Captain America, like, um, if you think about it. Of people. the Demacian yeah, people, right? Like, and, like, in his old lore, like, uh, he was, like, uh, he was more than just a soldier. Of course, he was duty-bound and everything, right? But, like, um, he was a champion of the people. Like, that was his main purpose i guess like he was supposed to be like the people's champ and it was endearing to me because he really really loved his nation loved his home and land and everything but at the same time like he was a character that could also bend the rules a little bit because he loves katarina and i'm going to say that because i'm going to will that into the universe as canon it's hinted at being canon but i'm going to i'm going to be the first one I'm good. With this podcast, Tyler, I hope we achieve this. Okay, I hope. I mean, like, look, if if League has been hinting at this couple for like eons, like you know, probably less than usual, but they still reference it, then obviously we can talk about it because it's it's still part of lore because it's hinted at plenty. I want yeah. my Heartseeker Garen Katarina. I want it. I want it to be official. Like I want, like I I I need it. I Dude, I just it. want Katarina to have an updated voice, whether it's a legendary skin or not. Just oh, that yeah. way that, like, it's not just a one-sided interaction. It's always so, yeah, absolutely. Like, even it, with Talon, you know, like, ah, ah. Yeah, anyway, Garen. Garen the Mind of Demacia is hands down up there in my top five because he is 
one of those he he'd be one of those characters i feel like who is a soldier trying to find purpose in war you know like or trying to find like he, he'd be like i'm a soldier but i take no pleasure in like in war like i hope it's the last thing we do i but i won't be i won't be the last Soldiers one on the field yeah happen. like if i must I'm, i must you know like and that's shown in his interactions with that witch remember like that short story um, yeah, the witch, the one with the witch. That was actually yeah, a really nice. Yeah, one. Um, for those he's, who haven't known, yes, it, he seems yeah. like a dunderhead, but like he's actually someone who truly is faithful to his country. Yeah, and, and like his also, cause, his people, and like even just like it showed he had a little bit more intelligence than we as like you know summoners know. Like gave him credit for. Yeah, him. absolutely. Yeah, like he he thinks about these things, and you know he has regret, he has guilt, he has a bunch of this heavy stuff, and I think that's why he's such a good foil for Darius because they both feel that way. They're just both soldiers who want the thing that they're trying to achieve, and whether that is like uh, and they possibly have the strongest wills to enact it. Yeah. I mean, you know they've come through they've experienced a lot and they're both you know they both are technically like generals at this point yeah i feel like they would ex they would respect the hell out of each other if they ever like met met but also it would be like that hate truly, respect truly. yeah it would be some spicy like if we chemistry. were born in the same if we both represented the same city state we would have been you know allies like of the brothers like straight up we brothers. would have destroyed or like we would have conquered everything or like nothing would have been able to usurp our power yeah, yeah. Bros, pretty much for sure they would have they would have been amazing and i think the fact that they're on opposing sides is such a a good good thing for both demacia and noxus like and uh garen having this love for katarina you know like it it oh boy, we're going back to dude, it. Dude, I'm, like, I'm not. I'm not. Like, like, it's just like it brings a dimensionality, you know? Like, because it's not just that he has like um, this thing for his city state. It's that he might possibly even have like an open mind, you know? He could be. Like, I mean, hey, he was able to, for the new lore at least, he was yeah. able to tolerate his mage sister in the end. Yeah, which is he which is great. Even support, yeah, he he turned a blind eye to her so that way she could escape. That was yep. a really nice, you know, part of the lore too. Yeah, it's it's like she loves her enough where he tried to marry her to Jarvan because you know. Yeah, that was the only thing he could do. That was absolutely the only thing he could do. No, it's like, cool because nobility. You know, yeah. Yeah, but then like you know, it wasn't out of spite or like out of like evil intentions. He just wanted to. Yeah. He knew that Lux was a mage. He's yeah. always known, but he, he accepted it in the sense that he wanted her to be untouchable. Yeah, he he literally is caught in like systems. And that's something that's like, you know, like he's he is supposed to uphold both his noble right as a house and his duty, duty as a as captain, a brother, a, brother um, a friend, and like, you know, that's that's a lot. Yeah, the like, weight is truly on his shoulders. He's really actually he's the might of Demacia. The yeah, it's amazing. Because like, yeah, sorry, I'm just referencing yeah. that little joke. He does like, oh yeah, look, yeah, I'm yeah. carrying the world. I'm carrying the world. <laughs> okay, so, so good. Yeah, but that's that. about Mr. Soldier Man. God, so, so I good. will do one last champion, yes. one last champion one last. before we move on to regions. And, you know, what is broken can be reforged, Luke. Because oh. I am going to fucking go ham. <laughs> oh my God. Because if you're going to go ham about Garen, yeah. I'm going to gush <laughs> my actual guts out for 
Miss Riven. Spare spare biceps, man. Oh, spare spare biceps. <laughs> no, but like real talk. I have loved this champion for a long, long time. I was not there for her inception in League, but I have like digested lore, digested fanfics, digested so many pieces of media. There's so much of it for her. There's a lot. Yeah, yeah no, if you you do not know dedication unless you see the length of uh, posts that Riven role players would make or Riven asks blogs, however <laughs> you want to explain it. They go so deep into her character because there's so much depth that goes into it. Because on the flip side of war, where like you'd see Darius and Garen on like you know the side of victory, she was on the opposite side of that. She faced a terror that is very indicative of PTSD in soldiers that, you know, we see in real life. And that's probably why it's so easy to like relate with her because she experiences trauma. She's a broken character who has had to deal with the worst of the worst in a situation that was beyond her control, which involved her and her fellow um, soldiers literally getting chemical nuked by Singed. And that lore still upholds, you know, it's still the same thing. Uh, even now in the new lore. I really love Riven a lot just because she's a character who is trying to find herself worth, trying to find the worth of her country and Noxus, trying to find, like, you know, uh, that light that she had, or that rather she would admit she never had because, right. you know, she was blindly following Noxus because they gave everything to her. But she ultimately realized that there was something wrong, that this is not the embodiment of strength that we should be upholding and everything just you know she's a character who's very noble who who did not start out that way and is trying to find that path of redemption before yasuo before all these ionian champions yeah. who got re rebooted or you know uh got you know all got, the details got that like redemption riven was the yeah. literal embodiment the epitome of redemption in all of the league characters because that was her core theme yeah and you know, it's seen even physically where she starts off with a broken blade and every now and then she can experience having it whole again, but it never truly stays whole for long because she's still a broken person and hasn't found her purpose yet. Like, uh, I'm, you can see me going ham about this because um, realistically, I actually did like a couple of um, fanfics a long time ago where she was actually paired with Garen. <laughs> Oh, cool. <laughs> but like, like honestly, she's paired with everyone. Like, yeah, I think she it's like is. Garen, Aurelia, Garen, Katarina. Uh, yeah, like um, yeah, Katarina too. Like some Noxus champions. Talon, Yasuo too. Yasuo. Which I, guess I like that like, one. I like that one. Uh, I'm, I'm meh on it, but I mean, like, understandably, you yeah. know, there's a reason to like it. Yeah, I, but, um, I like that for different reasons, not for, like, romantic reasons. I like... Yeah, no, yeah. because they sort of, like, feed into each other's, yeah. like, redemption stories. Like, so, they would like, be even if good it was for each other, but, it would yeah, yeah. And, like, I will say this, like, she is probably the closest thing I would do have to, like, pulling the same thing you have with Ari, where it's like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Riven's boyfriend, but, you know, I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Either way, just, y'all need day. to understand that Riven is <clears throat> a very near and dear champion to my heart. I may not play her as much as all my other favorite champions, but like I have digested so much lore regarding her, and I would definitely be talking about her in the future. Yeah, yeah, so, and yeah. Just she, just I love how she ties in with the lore. I'm sorry, it's it's been this has been very one sided. No, hope, man, hopefully. because like I don't, like that's exactly right. Like she is like she she's 
she she was like one of the first to really challenge i get oh i don't want to say that because i don't know if i'm right she was like kind of the first mm-hmm. like uh, like i like what you said where she's like the first one to like lose a war basically i think aurelia lost a war but like not really because ione is liberated but well no it's kind of like in the current state of like yeah they're still trying to win yeah oh yeah you're right yeah yeah because they're Riven still is in a state of being stuff. broken because she was beaten down by something beyond her control yeah and like the she... whole ionian campaign against noxus with the ionian champions it's like oh they're given situations where they can turn the tide yeah riven with her pure brute strength could turn the tide of any actual battle but was denied that chance when hextech material you know bombing yeah was thrown into the mix yeah she was denied that where strength was completely rendered like you know meaningless yep yeah and that's such a good motif it's awesome like yeah i think i think you hit the nail on the head with that one buddy but you know that's our resident riven expert so (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm far from it but like if there's anything that this podcast is going to you know try to achieve it's the fact that we're going to extrapolate and like you know go into detail we're gonna character. like we're gonna learn we're gonna learn with all the other uh, the other yeah. listeners and everything because I I don't think we're I don't really I don't really want to say that we're experts but I think we've been like well inundated in comparison to most of league's um, player base I would like to yeah say. for sure like, yeah yeah imagine most of our think Ari's like oh cute fox girl and that's it but yeah uh, our uh, our resident Ari's boyfriend here I see way past the, more past the boobs y'all <laughs> yes. I see I see past it. <laughs> I see what's underneath the boobs. It's the heart. And, you know, like, yeah. So, if anything, that's what we're trying to, we're trying to do with this podcast is, like, try to, if, if we were, um, if we were to, like, you know, rank ourselves, I guess, in terms of, like, league lore and, I think we'd be, like, plat. We'd, like, be plat. I'd say <laughs> plat. Plat, plat three, I think closer plat to two. diamond, though. Like, we a little bit quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, we plat one. Yeah. Plat one. <laughs> We're gated. Plot we're gated one. by something. No, no, we're in the actual purgatory that is Diamond Four. Oh, you know what? You're right. Yeah, we're in, That's we're in Diamond actual Four. Purgatory. Yeah, we passed Plot One. We're stuck at Diamond Four, and we can't move on because we have to keep grinding, especially with all the new stuff that came out. But yeah, let's mm-hmm. let's talk about a let's talk about our favorite city states, man. Our favorite regions. Yeah, we're finally there after gushing about our favorite characters. God, it took a while. <laughs> Uh, but I'm glad we got it out of the way in episode one because that can only give us good, better radio going For forward. Sure. It's not gonna happen. So, we're gonna still gush, but like whatever. <laughs> yeah. So let's start with yours since we were on the topic of oh, oh, um, oh yeah, Demacia. Oh, if yeah. you want to start it's with it, freaking Demacia. Demacia is my favorite. Demacia is my number one. Demacia forever. Um, like, geez, what? Like from from. I loved it from its beginning, from its origin, right? Like, from BRW. It's going to take a while to get used to that. But, like, BRW, Demacia, I loved because of, um, well, you know, back then, League was black and white a lot. It was good versus evil, you know? Good versus evil versus Asian versus pirate. Yeah, no, that's... That's that was it, yeah. And then also ghosts and zombies, but uh, Demacia was like this paragon of a city, right? It was supposed to be the shining beacon of like what justice was, and it exemplified like everything that they thought about it, which was like standing together and being being one, being being this thing. 
and it opposed Noxus, which was and, and like Demacia was notably smaller. It was still kind of smaller on that map, right? Like, um, and it opposed the Noxian War Machine, which was like ever expanding and kept like that was always in their history. And I always thought that was such a good foil that like the only thing that could stand up to Noxian might was Demacian plate mail. Like that was you know like it was. Right. Their, their weapons started to evolve to the point where they had to adapt to killing Demacian armor specifically. That's amazing. Like, to introduce, like, Noxian weaponry as, like, the absolute foil to Demacian shields. Superb. It's just, like, the two of them have such good chemistry. These two nations. And I think, like, the idea that, like, um, they traveled away after the rune wars happened and they're like we're not gonna have another like catastrophe like that happen to us again you know like we're gonna create this new city state and even with the updated lore like um like this city founded in white petrocyte uh high silvermere was amazing like it in the concept art of it in the imagination of like what the the hall of heroes i think it is i I, uh, the tomb of heroes i think it was um it was like this this burial ground where they remembered their soldiers like that was and even like the dauntless vanguard as like this mission impossible-esque like group of like battalion of yeah Yeah. they would literally come in at the yeah they would come in at the last second they were like the seal team six of runeterra and Enough of the, the last defense. Yeah, it was. I love. I love that. I love that they were like a unit, you know. And um, it's just. It's interesting to I see do where it's at. Apologize to everyone, by the way, just because uh, of all the creaking in my chair. You probably all been hearing it. But oh, absolutely. Me too. I can't avoid it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I. Yeah, that's just our ADHD brains, right? Like it's just. Our... Yeah, or is that your cat is, it's one of those <laughs> oh have you been hearing the meowing too a little bit hi kimba but yeah so <laughs> um yeah so demacia as this idea i think i think that's what i love about it the idea of demacia like the idea of america right yeah like, and the ideals that they stand for yeah and maybe sense. they're not standing for those ideals quite right now a little bit mirroring our own, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's, but, actually, yeah, that's actually a good point. Right? You know, like they have an ideal that you know ultimately they want to reach, and that's an ideal to like admire. But right now they are definitely. But they're not, not doing it, right? Yeah, like, and that's it's great because it's flawed, and even like this place, this amazing place is like flawed, and you know Noxus might kind of rely on their place being flawed by the fact that they have like an evil dictator, you know. But like, right. <laughs> but but like one one way is very real the other way is also very real but like you know uh less blood magics so <laughs> right oh boy all right is it is it time yeah it's your turn okay. it's your turn okay. right so then i will go into uh shurima oh shurima um, yeah because look we already talked about it earlier in this podcast shurima is like the place for everything to just happen or happened past tense rather. And, you know, it's shown in the fact that, uh, Shurima used to be a bustling place that used to be much better than it was before. It used to be popping, dude. (laughs) It was popping. And I love Shurima because it actually has such rich champions. 
a lot of the characters got updated stories for it. A lot of them have lores that tie into like old Shirima and among other things. And Shirima just has a lot to offer. One of the things I liked about it even before all the updates was just, again, the champion pool that came from it. I love the mythos that they were trying to sell with characters mm -hmm. like Nasus and Renekton. Yeah. Oh, actually, Nasus and Renekton in the old lore were also isekai here. I just realized they were. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Anybody from the but, Void too was also isekai and then re isekai. <laughs> right. And so, I like oh. how, for the most part, Chiriyama became my favorite because of the new lore. Actually, because mm. of how much they wrote for it now. Yeah. Like you know, like the whole the idea behind the ascended the darkened, you know, blood warriors who tried to beat back the darkness but ended up being consumed by darkness yeah. themselves. The void the void spill with the great battle in Akathia, you know, and just how that affected so many soldiers and so many things and it showed us just what void corruption does to mere mortals while the void the void watchers are just kinda like, you know, sitting back and sitting pretty and enjoying yeah. the chaos. And it's crazy, too, because, like, um, Shirima expanded so far beyond its own reaches that actually yeah, Pil was... Piltover was built on top of an, a Shiriman outpost. I don't yeah, know if you knew that, but, old, like, a dam. The old Noxus, or at least it, it, um, old Shirima, when it was trying to, you know, uh, spread its influence, or similar to Noxus's campaign, but in a less brutal way. Yeah, it, it was like still, the did, Roman Empire. Happened, like, yeah. It yeah, was like the Roman the Empire versus like the British Empire, I guess, a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like, but for sure, for sure. like it's it's great because yeah, like there's so much rich like veins and nuggets of Shariman lore, like uh, Siver and the fact that Ezreal's gauntlet is Shariman, and that there's another one. Yeah, there's another gauntlet out there. There's the light, the left hand, left hand on gauntlet somewhere there. No, he's using the left hand right uh, now. He's, so. Yeah, then it's the right one, right? Like, yeah, it's the right-handed one. Oh, and like, you know, there's a lot of great, cool champions that come from it that also got updated lore to fit it. Siver, would, like you mentioned, was one of them, and um, Nasus and Renekton actually come from there and were previously human turned descended, which was really cool. And you know, Azir, which I actually have not talked about, which I hope to talk about him more, oh, yeah. is an amazing champion that I really want to get deeper in because, you know, he's a character who wants to exemplify Shurima itself. Shurima is a place where major events have taken place and will most likely, you know, will get more major events of things taking place there considering Zerath was released along with, you know, Azir's um, empire being brought back and like you know, Shariman tribes coming to go there for um, for shelter. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot going on in Sharima, and I, that, that's probably why I want to highlight it because it gives us so much. Absolutely, it's giving us so much in the lore. It's a little bit like the cradle of life in its own like regard. You know, like it, everything kind of stems. A lot of the central conflict in League of Legends stems from Sharima. Um, rather yep. than those like city states like Ionia and things like that, it's kind of wild, actually. Mm -hmm. All right, so yeah. um, let's jump into your second choice. Yeah, let's, the second here. choice is uh, Mount Targon. Mount Targon, actually. Really? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Not Piltover. So not Piltover. Yeah, not Piltover because I'm not really sure about Piltover's current state of affairs, um, mm -hmm. especially because like you know they used it used to be like. Uh, regulated science versus dark, gritty science, and now it's not really that way anymore in Piltover and Zahn, to my knowledge, I think. They're but, a little more harmonious because yeah. Zahn is 
a part of Piltover now. Yeah, which as is supposed to being a complete yeah, universe. yeah. They they didn't want it to be like another Piltover or uh, another Demacia versus Noxus thing. Like yeah, it's more yeah. like internal city affairs. Yeah, yeah. Both um, the same. They're it's both kinda, the same, but just yeah. different districts. It's crazy because like there's still I guess uh, biases because Echo calls people Pilties. So like you know. That's it's like similar to calling them the upper crusts of society. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very like I don't live in New York, so pardon me, but it's like very like Bronx versus like Queens, I guess. I those two could be the same exact place, and I wouldn't know. But I feel like it is sure. like you know like how New York has a lot of sex of like, um, you know, Advice. yeah, yeah. No, I, I said sex. <laughs> but i'm sure new york uh, is also banging but yeah mount targon sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah let's go into mount targon because mount targon has a yeah. lot too uh specifically uh uh Rakor territory um i the mount targon was always like a point of contention for a lot of people because we didn't really know that much about it um we just knew that it was um back in the old days when the map was just one giant land mass um Mount Targon controlled the Morgan Pass, which was in between Demacia and Noxus, which is one of the only other reasons why Noxian incursion didn't happen so much in Demacia. Um, and, like, that was... And the thing was, uh, it's because the Rakor held the Morgan Pass against both Demacia and Noxus. Like, they would not let any either one of them pass, ever. And that's amazing. It was just 300 every day for them. Like... Um, and now, nowadays, it's, it's more, again, like, expanded, right? Like, uh, oh, actually, yeah, for sure. like, Mount Targon is actually, um, miles and miles away from, like, under, south of Demacia. Um, I think the only way Demacia can get to Mount Targon fast enough is through the bay, or, like, through, um, like, ocean travel. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. they would have to cross the entire peninsula, and that's kind of, like, crazy. Yeah, and that's what makes it harder. And, yeah. like, um... We mentioned this before. We were talking about it, mm -hmm. how Mount Targon was such a cool place because it's literally like the heavens pulled a part of the ground up. To yes, yes. Like you see frozen lakes and like frozen and like actual forests that are just tied to the side of the mountain. As yeah. If, like, you know, it's it like it's broken up. like environment, like dome, basically. Yeah, it's like literally just like, like if somebody in, a, in like a 3D modeling program just selected all the faces and just pulled it all the way up. That's basically Mount Targon. It's really, really cool. And I think one of the other cool things about it is that um, the Crown of Stones, which was a Demacian um, exiling right. Uh, usually in Demacia, when you commit like, an insane crime or anything like that, like something treasonous, you would be either put to death or sent to the Crown of Stones. And a lot of people chose the Crown of Stones because that meant that they could just run away and start a new life somewhere else. But um, the only one who ever completed the Crown of Stones was uh, Tarek. And mm -hmm. he became ascendant from that. And to scale Mount Targon all the way up and meet with, like, basically the gods of the world and become an aspect is something really, really cool. Because it means, like, I feel like it should mean that the Rakor would know about it and that they've been defending this for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. On top of that, I also, like, um, there was this really old line that Garen... Garen, like, back when um, champions had one-liners, right? Like, they had these one-liners that, um, uh, like, 
they had they, like they had like, yeah like the or... champions like that's like a champion bio one liner, and Garen, oh, yeah 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 like there's like a little like intro line for their bio I know yeah 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 and like um Garen's was like oh um the best way to like attack the man in front of you is to attack the man next to him or something like that mm-hmm. and I like to imagine that like Pantheon's like well he's never met the phalanx of like Rakor and stuff. So, like, that's one of my favorite parts about that. So, um, yeah, uh, do you want to talk about your region? Yeah, you know, I'll make it quick, just yeah, because, yeah. like, you know, we are, we, this has been going quite a it while. Has, yes, But, yeah. you know, hopefully you guys don't mind, because, you know, we're trying to dump lore, trying to make it entertaining, and, yeah, you know, we're just talk very, general good league stuff that playing, does not playing involve the forbidden, right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the forbidden keyword. <laughs> That that's gonna be a thing. That's gonna be a recurring thing. We're gonna yeah, just the yeah. forbidden e word. We're not yeah, allowed to mention. We're not gonna it. It's just mention like it. But um, yeah, uh, I love Zon, and even though Zon is no longer its own city state, and it's just kind of like a part of Piltover in a way. Um, a lot aside from just also having a lot of my favorite characters being you know Victor, Zach, Echo, uh, even more uh, a couple that I forgot. Uh, Zon encapsulates, you know the perfect idea of a slums uh, sort of city where so many things go on in it and so many like um, problems occur in it and one of the things I also enjoy was the fact that you know it's kind of like the poverty-esque aspect yeah. of Piltover where Piltover is you know, you know the shining example of what Hextech technology could bring but Zahn you know, Zahn does the same thing, but just in a more gritty and more, you know, like morally questionable yeah. sense. Yeah, there's a little more li- limitless, true, true. They aren't as hoity-toity as the people in Piltover. They have a lot of their own, like, things going on. And um, a lot of dangerous, a lot of dangerous um, experiments and stuff. Yeah. It's a little more unhinged, for sure. And it'll actually, but, it reminds me a lot about, because um, I think we mentioned before in the podcast that uh, me and Tyler are uh, Filipino, so... Actually, in a lot of ways, Piltover and Zon remind me a lot of Manila. Um, yeah, which is kind of crazy, because, like, in Metro really? Manila... Yeah, in Metro Manila, you got, like, these really, like, classy people with, like, Louis Vuitton bags and, like... Oh, really, yeah, you no, know? I, I know about that, too. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of, like, the bougie part of, Absolutely. like, like Philippines super culture. That's yeah. also, like, really into Western media, too. That's yeah. why they'll they'll mix in their taglish, or, like, they'll use English words to sound smarter. Yeah, and th- things like that, and, like... and legitimately right next to like like all that hyper wealth is like the hyper poor and like the slums and like people trying to do what they have to do to get through the day and survive and you know um that's actually you know something i think about or just thought about right now listening to like your examples and that's pretty pretty and that's pretty bonkers man to like hey, it's always real life <laughs> like honestly you can tell that it's a rich world if we can draw like comparisons yeah, like here. parallels it's, it's yeah. crazy it's so, pretty yeah yeah so i won't go into too too much detail about zon yet i actually have to do some more research again because so many things change yeah, from its yeah. iteration mm-hmm. but a lot of again which are going back to character character interactions um one of the things i love about zon is the character interactions between people like uh, Victor and Jace's relationship versus, you know, Pilt- Piltover versus Zahn. Um, Echo's relationship with his parents and having to deal with poverty and wanting to bring Zahn to the same heights as Piltover. Yeah. Zach being, like, your comic book hero who, you know, um, 
wanders the streets of Zahn protecting others and helping them. He's a little more angsty now, mm -hmm. which I, we can talk about uh, later with his new lore. But yeah, there's just, I think Zahn has like one of the coolest diverse amounts of champions yeah, that absolutely. I really enjoy lore-wise, even if I don't play them. Yeah, so for very, sure I want to go into good. detail in a separate episode because there's so much to talk about it. Yeah, and I think that leads us to like what we really want to try to achieve with the podcast um wrapping it up and going forward you guys um i think one of the main goals for tyler and i is to recreate the sense of community that's very heavily interested in this narrative you know because there are so many rich veins in this world um and so many things that these characters do and they're like even in the skin lines themselves there there's just so much story that is to be found and even to be created by ourselves, pieced together, um, the things that we have been trying to create and see in this world. And I think that's, um, that's something that I really want to help to uh, help to achieve in this podcast. And oh, yeah, for sure. Be, but yeah. No, I want to achieve that with the podcast, too. Just the idea that there's just so many character interactions waiting to happen or has happened and we can go into depth on it. We can explore what's already been explored and like, you know add more detail to it and you know like you said league has a lot of content that honestly a community can be founded upon they have done you know they've gone through leaps and strides in order to make the lore that much better and that much more inviting mm -hmm. more enticing to go into and hopefully you know we can go into detail on that and hopefully the community can you know come yeah. together with it i'm yeah. pretty sure it has already like there's a yeah, lot of people definitely who yeah more. But, yeah, you know, like not saying like we're doing anything new. Yeah, we're not doing anything new. But <laughs> we're like... just trying to sell the <laughs> idea of how good, you know, yeah. League's lore is. Yeah, it's that's yeah. what we want to talk about here. Yeah, absolutely. And um, again, we want to thank all you summoners and you know not summoners for listening to us um, for yeah, taking for sure. this for like sure. hour or so. Fun. Yeah, <laughs> hour or so of your day listening in on this uh, episode zero prototype podcast. There's probably going to be a lot of things we got to fix. A lot of things we got to. Yeah, for sure. Like you probably heard like a couple of stuff going on in the background yeah. of my mic. It's a little unprofessional. I apologize, but hey, you know, yeah, no. we're, we're we're learning as we're going. <laughs> but we're not professionals, so. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, no, this is just casual conversation yeah, yeah, you're just yeah. going to hear in the background. Like, honey, what do you want to eat for dinner? <laughs> I'm just like a lot of like creaks and stuff. But uh, while we try to like finesse that and toggle it out, I hope you guys uh, will look forward to what we have in store. Um, Tyler, do we have like a sign off? Do we sign off? What do we what do? we do? What do we, we've reached end of um, podcast. Honestly, I mean like, hey, we can just... Uh, <laughs> I was thinking to the fields of justice can yeah, be like maybe our intro. Yeah, yeah. But then like our outro can be like we'll think about it. We'll think we can about think it. about a we'll better think, outro we'll later it. on. Yeah, it'll happen. So like since this is episode zero, we don't need it yet. But yeah. we will for sure have one, something catchy. Yeah, um I guess I think one thing, uh do you wanna plug anything, Tyler? Do you wanna do you wanna you know, your Twitter um, or anything well, or I mean, like, my Twitter doesn't have too much league stuff, but if you're interested in my art, I am Scruffy Turtles on Twitter. Like, I do a lot of, like, um, fan art for, like, my favorite series. Uh, I hope I can incorporate more League one day. But, you know, this is this podcast is hopefully a means for me to reignite mm -hmm. my love for League so I can draw it again. It'd be so, real, real uh, That's really the only plug I can really think yeah. of. You know, I'm here for, you know, the League and the lore, not to advertise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so I, I don't really have anything to plug either. I, I, I cosplay. Um don't yeah, don't go looking for my RP accounts. It's fine. Like, 
They're secret. They're secret, no and knows. nobody cares about them, so it's chill. Please, good God. <laughs> but um, and so um, yeah, we are going to sign off. Thank you, everyone, off, yeah. for you know listening in and hearing our drivel about the league lore because you know we have a lot to talk about, and we're gonna showcase that in more episodes to come. So yeah. I look forward to it. All right, and see you later. <laughs>